What's up, guys? It's NFL Week 8, and we're taking a look at DraftKings for your first look. We're going to look through the salaries, the position groups, quarterback, wide receiver, everything. We're going to figure out who looks good, who looks bad. We'll take a look at the games, all of that good stuff. So let's get into it. And of course, one of the first things I always like to do, I actually got a couple things I like to do first, but we're going to take a look at the games themselves and kind of see which ones stand out. We have a 13-game slate. We're back from bye week, you know, disaster last week with that horrible slate. So we'll see if this one looks a little bit better. But of course, a couple other things. I want to call out our big winner from the Monday night showdown. And I feel like we do this after every showdown breakdown. Somebody takes down a tournament within DFS Army. And this time it's the DFS accountant taking down 25K and a share of the big first place prize on DraftKings this week. So congrats to the DFS accountant. Going to be accounting for some big money here. 25K win. What up? Now, if you guys want to get involved at DFS Army, NBA is launching. Um, now we have our big NBA launch special, which covers every subscription level. So if you've been watching the videos, kind of like, hey, I kind of like it, but I'm not sure. Now is the ultimate time because this price will lock in for you. So you can see here, code promo code NBA23 gets you 23% off pretty much any subscription that includes NBA, including VIP, which covers all sports, and Core, core 4, which covers NBA, NFL, and MLB and just the core four sports. So check that out if you like as well. Now, let's get into this DraftKings NFL Week 8 breakdown. And the first thing I like to do here is take a look at the game tiles and just see which games stand out from a total score perspective. Because last week, pretty much every game was uh, a low total game. And as you could see here, we're kind of in the same boat. There's no game that really jumps out as, oh my goodness, this is the one, right? So we're going to have to be creative a little bit with our approach this week and understand that some of these games are, you know, going to be like those situations where you have a heavy favorite and we might have to target those guys. So let's just run through it real quick. But you've got the, the Texans at the Panthers, 43 point total Texans have a decent team total. And I kind of have some interest just on the Texans side of this game. And of course, Adam Thielen, because Adam Thielen at this point, we have to acknowledge is going bananas. Um, here we got the Chargers at the Cowboys. And, you know, Cowboys at home, pretty good offense. But the Chargers are a pretty bad defense. So Cowboys offense, 26-point team total, is the highest team total on the slate. Oh, second highest, actually. Um, there's a couple other 26ers here. So it's at the high side, let's call it, with the Miami coming in. Miami 28 coming in at the highest. But Dallas's offense is something I'm interested in in this game. Simple as that. Uh, Vikings at the Packers. Hmm, maybe, maybe a little bit from there. Uh, Saints at the Colts. Again, the Colts side might have some interest there at home. Uh, we saw Gardner Minshew have the shocking smash game of, of, of a lifetime this past week. Just as unexpected as could be. And I tried so many garbage stacks this past weekend. And of course, that was the one that hits. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's the hard part about playing shitty, shitty stacks with shitty quarterbacks. Like you never know which one is going to do it. Um, it's hard. It's tough to predict. Um, here we got Miami 28 and a half quarter point team total. That's a good team total. Um, they're at home against the Patriots. They could put a beating on the Patriots here. So, you know, that offense is in play, but I don't expect a competitive game jets at the giants. I have interest in the jet side of this game, two good defenses, the whole deal, but, um, you know, jets are a much better defense. Jets are generally a better team should win this game, but, um, I have some interest in the Jets' offensive pieces here because there's only really two, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. So they're both of interest. Jaguars at the Steelers. 
yeah, not nothing too much going on here. 42 point total. Worst game of the week. Um, Falcons at the Titans, 36 and a half point total there. That's as bad as it gets for the NFL. So I'm just going to avoid that one. Eagles at Washington again. Um, 25 point to team total for the Eagles. We'll be interested in the Eagles side a little bit, but it doesn't stand out. Uh, all the games kind of like that. Um, Browns at the Seahawks. Ew, gross. Uh, Ravens at the Cardinals. I, I kind of like the Ravens side of this game again. You know, go right back to Lamar and, and crew. Should be fine here. Chiefs at the Broncos. Of course, we're interested in the Chiefs uh, uh, again, but non-competitive game. Just keeping it in mind. But it didn't always have to be competitive for the Chiefs to go off. So um, they're just going to be scoring. And I like this spot for Mahomes and crew. And then, of course, we have the Bengals at San Francisco. And the interest for me there is on the San Francisco side. Playing favored teams and players from favored teams is a good strategy. We want to do that. So with all that being broken down, let's take a look at DraftKings, some of the salaries, and see where we're going to go this week. And I'm going to eliminate some players. Uh, we'll go through. We'll, we'll sort of cut down the player pool a little bit in this video. Um, alongside kind of putting together what is a sample early week lineup. So um, as we're getting into this, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, all the important YouTube things that we do if you like the video. And also let me know your early week favorite QB wide receiver stacks. Who are you looking at this week? Um, were you on Minshew to downs last week? Did you have that one? Let me know what you're, you did last week and what you're looking at for this week. So. Getting into it right at the top of the list. Of course, Mahomes is great. And last week, we finally saw that upside, right? The, the power of playing a good quarterback when you get that 38. It's hard to replicate that with any shit stack quarterbacks um, in a week like this where, where Mahomes goes off. And so I could see more of the same happening here. There's no real reason that Mahomes would need to go off. Denver is not probably going to make the game competitive, but certainly Mahomes is in the mix this week. Jalen Hurts as well. Um, high team total. Good game last week. Not as good as Mahomes and Lamar, but certainly has a good game most weeks, averaging 24 fantasy points per game, 8, 16, 24. So he's pretty much averaging a 3x salary, and he just needs to pop a little bit um, to go off here. So I'm fine with Hurts in this spot. Um, Lamar Jackson as well. You know, at Arizona, Lamar Jackson finally goes off last week. Didn't have to do... It's funny. He got 37 fantasy points. It was just like... I don't know. He just... 21 completions, but 357 yards. And that is kind of what, what Lamar is, has been about. It's efficiency. He's not going to throw a ton of times, but when he does, there are big plays. And we could see more of the same with him. Tua at home. I'm, I'm probably going to use one of these three for this, uh, for this lineup example. I'm leaning to Lamar right now, but let's see who else is available here. So, And, and I'm going to eliminate some names here as well. Tua at home. I think that's an acceptable play uh, against the Patriots, although I don't see the Patriots being super competitive here either. But, you know, Tua can do it against them. But I, I like the the big names up here a little bit better. Kirk Cousins at 7K at Green Bay just doesn't really interest me in this spot at all. So I'm probably going to avoid it. Cousins is having a great year, though. He really, truly is having a great year. Even against San Francisco, puts up to 25, but... 25 is just not going to do it at 7K, 740, 2028. So uh, his upside isn't enough in this game for me to really be interested. Um, Stafford at Dallas is a no. Um, CJ Stroud. So again, these 6K guys, they need to get about 30 fantasy points to, to hurt us. 6, 12, 18, 24, um, 30. So Stroud needs to probably be at around 26, 27 to really hurt us. Um, you know, he's fine. 
but doesn't stand out. I don't think he's going to put up a number that will hurt us like 30 plus. He hasn't shown that kind of upside. I'd say the same thing for Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't really shown like where he's going to get you 30. You can get you mid twenties most weeks. Um, but I'm not really seeing these big numbers out of these guys to make it worth paying up. I think the move here is either pay all the way up or pay down. Um, Dak Prescott at home against the Rams. Again, I, you know, he, he, he's just not really worth six K to me. Um, I like some pieces from Dallas in this game, but I'm not sure I'm going to get to Dak Prescott. If I'm doing this, I want to go really cheap. So I want to save enough on the quarterback that it makes it worthwhile to pay down. Joe Burrow um, at San Francisco. I don't really like that spot for, for Joe Burrow, but they could, you know, the Bengals can do it. We just saw Kirk Cousins have a good game against them, so it's possible, but it's not something that stands out to me, particularly um, for that game. Um, Geno Smith, no. Jordan Love at home. Jordan Love's just not that good for 5,700. I mean, it's fine, but again, I don't really see him being somebody I want to build around. I'll maybe have some shit stacks around him. Brock Purdy, somebody I also wouldn't mind having a couple stacks built around for large-scale tournaments, but not exciting. Um, Minshew, maybe. Right. Minshew's okay here. We're starting to get into 54, the sub 5K levels. I think Daniel Jones is going to be back this week. It looks like he will play against the Jets. That's not a good spot for Daniel Jones. Um, Howell, Dobbs. Yeah. Bryce Young. No. So nothing really stands out at the cheaper end of the spectrum for the wide receiver position, for the quarterback position. So I'm going to plug in Pat Mahomes, best player in the NFL. Pretty solid to get you a 25 and room for upside there. So I'm going to just plug in Pat Mahomes and see what we could do with the rest of this lineup. But I will say, you know, any one of Mahomes, Jackson, Hertz is okay here. Um, I don't really like too many of these other names. And then we'd probably just get to the shit stack zone here where, you know, any one of these could kind of pop for some reason or another, but I don't really expect, I don't have a good reason to expect any of them to other than that they could. So as the week rolls on, we'll dive a little bit deeper into some of those matchups. But for now, I'm going to keep it simple and go with Mahomes. He's always good. And I don't mind Lamar. I don't mind Hurts or Tua. But I think Mahomes would be my favorite now of the group if I had to pick at this moment. All right. So let's shift over to the running back position. And I do have a lot that I really like here at running back this week. But I especially like some, some pay down options that I'm excited to share with you that are going to make a lot of lineup construction worthwhile. Last week, we were all over... Uh, Ford and Dante Foreman. Now, of course, we're on some guys who didn't hit, but Dante Foreman in particular absolutely broke the slate. And I thought that Ford was go on his way to breaking the slate until he hurt his ankle. So we almost nailed it. Um, we did, but, you know, injuries in game, they're going to affect you. What are we going to do this week? Well, let's let's go. Let's get into it. McCaffrey is worth it. But in a week like this, especially with a lineup that starts with Mahomes, you're not doing that. But I think McCaffrey brings a week-to-week 25-point -week sort of floor, um, so to speak, where he's always going to put up a pretty decent number, especially in a spot like this at home. So I'm fine with McCaffrey if you have the funds, right? Um, Saquon Barkley, I don't think can hurt you at 8K against the Jets. He needs 32. He never gets that many fantasy points. He's more of a 20-point guy, 16 to 24, and that's just more of a cash game play. Uh, Mostert is now priced up to the point where he's difficult to play. 
Um, he's not seeing more than 15 touches per game. And at 6K, okay, you know, and he was putting up those monster numbers. But I think variance and, and all of that means that, um, you know, last week in, in, in what was effectively a competitive game, you know, nine carries, three targets, that's not going to do it for 7,700. So I'm kind of out on that. Um, Derrick Henry in the spot against Atlanta. No, I also don't think Derrick Henry can burn you at 7,600. He's great, but he's not somebody I want to build around this week. Um, at that price, 7,420, 28, you know, he needs about a 28. Um, he could get there, but it's not like he's putting up 30s, right? He's He's got a 27 on the season. And that was a dominant win. And I don't really see that this game going down that way. I do see this being a decent running back game, but Atlanta is really good against running back. So Tony Pollard, that's one of the first spots where I'm really interested this week. Um, Pollard has not given us, he hasn't shown us his ceiling yet as of, as of yet this season, but I do think it's coming and the usage is great. So I'm interested in Pollard, uh, Kamara. I'm very interested in Kamara as well. The, the, the passing work, 14 targets, this just cannot be ignored. Eight targets a week before. This level of passing game work, 14 targets in week four, is unbelievable. And um, he is just the focal point of this Saints offense. I love Kamara. I'm going to squeeze him into this lineup. I have two more. I have multiple running backs that I really like a lot this week, though. This is going to be, I think, a running back week for me where I play running back in the flex. They're so good this week. So let's keep this going. Um, Pollard, I like ETN is fine. Kenny Walker. Okay. In that spot, but Kenny Walker last week showed us the floor of a guy who doesn't catch a lot of targets, which is, you know, even at 105 yards and a couple of targets, you know, 16.1. So he got the bonus, no touchdown. You don't get there. Even if you had a touchdown, it would have been around 22, 740, 28. So we still wouldn't have been at the Forex that we needed. So just keep in mind that that is the deal with Walker most weeks. He needs probably two touchdowns to pay off at this price level. He can get it, but against Cleveland, that's a that's a not at that big of an ask, but it's an ask that I, I'm fine with it, but he's not going to be somebody I'm going to focus on. Aaron Jones last week did not get the carry, did not get the volume that you were hoping for, and therefore really just disappointed us in a major way. So... I'm not ready to go back to that until I see something that changes. Um, Swift, yes. Okay, Swift has been good. He's not scoring the touchdowns. And so until that starts to happen or if it start, when it starts to happen, if it starts to happen, we're going to get the monster scores. But Swift is priced appropriately for the production that we can expect, and I think he will be productive every single week. We need to see a little bit more passing game work from him to make it worthwhile. Um, at first, I thought Jonathan Taylor stepped up his volume last week. He got 18 carries, uh, four targets. But as it turned out, the uh, Moss also saw a similar amount of work last week, 18 carries, uh, two targets. So this still appears to be a 50-50 split. I do think that will end at some point, and they will start to sort of lean heavier on Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully sooner than later. So is this the spot where that happens? Maybe. But I think that's more of a tournament-only sort of speculation, not so much something that we could count on because there's no definitive evidence that that's happening. Although, again, it just makes sense that the team would start to lean heavier on him, but it hasn't happened quite yet. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is in another good spot. So 
Um, if this was a cash lineup, I think it's kind of interesting to play Mahomes and Pacheco together and just kind of lock down all the touchdowns from K Sizzles uh, last week. Let's see, you know, chalk Pacheco got you 16, and that's fine. That was a fine score, 6, 12, 18, about 3x cash game value. Needed to do a little more to win you the tournament. That's how it's going to be every week with Pacheco. This could be that week. So um, I'm not plugging him in this lineup, but in a cash lineup, I don't mind the idea of even pairing him with Mahomes because at that point, you effectively lock down every touchdown that the Kansas City Chiefs score. They have a 26-point team total in this game. It's at least three. Uh, that's maybe three to four touchdowns. So if you have three to four touchdowns in your cash lineup, you're 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 starting with a pretty solid score. Um, the player I'm excited about here is Brees Hall from the New York Jets. Listen, Brees Hall finally breaks out against Denver a couple of weeks ago. Now he's at home in another matchup where the Jets, I believe, would be the favorite in this game. Yeah, the Jets are favored at home, and when the Jets are favored. It's going to be because they're relying heavy on that running game. So let's not overthink this one. That is not one to, you know, Brees Hall is one of my favorite plays. I think he's priced super fair. Core play this week. Um, I'm going to continue on through the running back position group because there are more here that I very much like. Uh, Zach Moss, probably not. Uh, Alexander Madison, okay. You know, not a, not a bad performance, I think, uh, all things considered. Against San Francisco, uh, caught a couple of passes, had a couple of decent runs, but he continues to suck, and I think he's priced right for what he does. Um, same thing with Ramondre. Probably going to disappoint you most weeks, but at some some weeks he's going to pop off at this salary. It doesn't take that much to get there um, as well. Uh, Damian Pierce, man, if he only was getting a, a, a true workhorse workload, might be interested in him, but I'm not because he doesn't. Instead, where I'm going is Kareem Hunt. Hunt seems healthy. And the big thing is Jerome Ford, doubtful, meaning that Hunt should be elevated into the RB1 role for a Cleveland team that at least plays good defense and maybe stays in the game a little bit. Hopefully, I don't know, they'll figure out what the hell's going on with Watson, but I'm not counting on that. All I'm saying is at 5,200, if he's getting the full workload, give me some Kareem Hunt in the flex here. I think Kareem is the lowest sort of, I think, viable running back on the slate. Najee Harris is pretty much a no. Uh, Javante Williams is probably a no. He just, I mean, this part is interesting. Javante kind of starting to get a little more volume. I do think a breakout is coming for Javante, like trade for him in your season long league. I think like his breakout is on the way and maybe it's this week. So I'm going to keep him in my, in my mix, but that's about it this week at the uh, running back position. Oh, too much. Uh, let's see here. Wait a minute. Chuba Hubbard. If Miles Sanders is out, let's see what's going on with Miles Sanders. Um, so we don't know. Uh, the last one that would be interesting, of course, would be Chuba Hubbard if Miles Sanders is, is ruled out and whatever news hits the rest of the week. But for now, um, Kamara Hall, Cream Hunt. I really like this trio at running back this week. I am all about that. Okay, as you guys know, I like to go to defense before I take a look at the last you know, wide receiver and tight end just to get an idea of how much we can afford. So with defense, I'm just going to look for the cheapest viable 
defense, the lowest cost defense that I think has a shot of kind of not getting a sub, you know, five point score here. Um, we got the Vikings at the Packers here. I think this is the one that I'm going to go with. I don't hate Carolina or maybe the Jaguars, but I'm going to go with the Vikings uh, just because the Packers offense has not been that good. So why not? Plus, I'm rocking the Vikings purple today. A little purple Vikings. Vikings victory Tuesday. So might as well. Um, so I'm going to plug in this cheap defense here. Last week, our cheap defense that I plugged in, the Bears wound up smashing. So I hope you guys followed along with that one. I continue to use that throughout the week, and the Bears wound up being one of the best defenses of the week. Um, you know, those of you who trusted Brian Hoyer to deliver, you know, positive results to Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and, and Josh Jacobs, you, you fucked around, and then you found out. You fucked around, and you found out. Don't trust shitty quarterbacks <laughs> to deliver positive outcomes to wide receivers. That is not a good approach to DFS. So fuck around, find out. Sorry, guys, um, for those of you who did that. Okay, tight end. So in my perfect world, with a Pat Mahomes starting lineup, right? I want to get Kelsey in there with him. I'd love to. But look what it does to my average remaining salary. It drops me down to 4100 So if I pay for a luxury tight end, I really can't do much at the wide receiver position. I have to play a bunch of turds to make it work. And that's without paying for effectively what is a luxury running back. These are all fairly reasonably priced running backs outside of maybe I could get a cheaper one than Kamara. But I'm not going to plug in Kelsey as much as I like him. I love him, but this lineup is just not going to work with Kelsey in there. So we're going to go a different route and kind of pay down here at the tight end position. I don't think this is going to be a stacked lineup. So, you know, before you send the hate in the um, in the comments, just be aware it's not going to be a stacked lineup if we're playing Mahomes. And, and But the nice thing about that is it allows us to swap out the QB and, and set up a, a QB wide receiver stack. I'll, I'll show you at the end how, how that would be done, where you could just kind of take a baseline lineup approach, a core approach, if you will, and then just swap in different QB wide receiver stacks to make a few different approaches for a slate. And I'll show you exactly how that's done in the end. But for now, I want to actually plug in a lower cost wide receiver or, or tight end. Because that allows us to make a lineup. And again, maybe later in the week, there'll be a Jackson Smith, a Jigba, Jake Bobo type pivot, which we were able to do last week um, that allows us to afford more stuff and, and, and get us a sub kind of three, four K player who allows us to fit someone like Kelsey into a lineup like this. But for now, let's take a look at the, the position group as a whole. So Kelsey, always great, great matchup, the whole deal. Andrews, uh, we loved Andrews last week. He he smashed in. I think it was a really great spot for him, but I'm going to reserve Andrews for my Lamar Jackson version of a lineup, which is an easy swap over. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, again, I think he got banged up in this game. He did come out of it at some point, um, a foot injury. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, George Kittle has looked good um, at times with Debo Samuel out. Got another seven targets the other night, so that's fine. Um, Goddard has had a couple big games, so I'm, I'm fine with that as well. Uh, I don't, I don't really think that Washington is the kind of team that will make them throw to Goddard as much, but I'm fine with him. 
Um, Taysom Hill also coming off a big game. Wow, what a great game he had last week. I, I really love Taysom Hill. But you can't expect him to do that week after week after week, do that stuff. But I do like Taysom Hill, and I, I kind of feel like the Saints should be using him more and more. The one I'm going to go with here is Jake Ferguson. I, I always found that, that and he's coming off a dud, and oh, man, it might not be good and whatever, but I always found that Dak Prescott does like to target his tight ends. And I just think that's a spot where we can target a cheap tight end. Any number of these guys, though, is probably acceptable. Um, Dalton Schultz is fine. Uh, David and Joku, no, but maybe go back to Jonu Smith. Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch this one up and go with the cheaper guy that I like a little bit, which is Tyler Conklin. You now let's let's stick with him. 3,200. He gets a few targets. Four, five, six, five, six, four. Like he gets consistently four or five targets. If one of them is a touchdown, he'll get us 12, 13 points. And that's all I'm really looking for out of my tight end spot anyway. So I'm just going to plug in Tyler Conklin here, which leaves us almost 6,000 per spot left for the wide receiver position. Um, that does give us some flexibility. So let's talk through these wide receivers. So running through the wide receiver position, um, right at the top, of course, we have Tyreek Hill. Always a good play. 9,500, really tough to get there. Certainly not somebody we can afford in this lineup, but I love Tyreek Hill this and every week, averaging 29 fantasy points per game. He just seems to be unstoppable. I don't see any way where even Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick is going to be able to scheme him out of this game. So look for another big one out of Tyreek. Um, Cooper Cup, disappointing week last week. A lot of people will get off of him. Tougher matchup. I, you know, I think he's a fine play. Chase also acceptable play here. Um, I don't care. It's Cincinnati. We just saw on Monday night football that even with Charvarius Ward, like an elite cornerback on Jordan Addison, I mean, it was a little bit of luck, a little bit of rip the ball out of his hands, but Addison had a monster game. You can beat elite cornerback play with a great wide receiver. It doesn't matter that much. Um, it just lowers the odds of it happening. Um, AJ Brown's been on fire this season at 8K. That's probably something I'll reserve for my, you know, Jalen Hurts lineup as as a as a pairing, not a standalone play for me. Puka's fine. He was the bigger guy last week uh, above Cooper Cup. I guess if Cup's not doing it, Puka's going to be doing it. So um, look for that back and forth. I do like CD Lamb here at 7600. Um, again, the Dallas side of that game is intriguing from uh, a lot of different angles, so I'd be interested in that. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, if if Debo Samuel remains out, is usually a good play. And, of course, we have to keep an, uh, keep an eye on DK Metcalf and his health situation. Devontae Smith, salary coming down. He's finally now pricing more where he should be. Um, you know, he's coming down. I don't like the 6,700 number. I'd like to see it all the way down in that 6K range or something like that. But um, it's just nice to see the number starting to come down to a more appropriate level for him. He's averaging 12.2 fantasy points per game. Um, so should be more in the 6K range. You want that number? You want their salary to be something like 2.5X the scoring. So I'll show you some of these guys who are that. Like, here we go. Thielen's averaging 22 fantasy points per game. It was crazy. His numbers are just out of control. I I have I may a culpa. I haven't I liked him early in the season as soon as it hit 5K. I'm like, that seems like a lot for a guy taking passes from Bryce Young. And I still think it is, but yet he's doing it every single week. So I'm not really sure how to normally I don't like the quarterback, so I'm not super excited about this player, but 
man, he's been doing it every week. But more importantly, at, at a 23 point, uh, 22 per game average, 6, 12, 18, 24, he's, he's averaging almost 4x his current salary. So that's really, really good. Um, Pittman is playable here. I think the pendulum swings back to Pittman in this game against the Saints. But, but of course, you know, the Saints do have a good cornerback in Marshawn Lattimore to keep in mind. Um, Chris Olave, fine at 6,400 as well. I, I'm perfectly fine with that play. I don't know, Derek Carr sucks. But um, the first one I'm going to plug into this lineup here is Garrett Wilson. And primarily, just he's getting targets, just crazy numbers of targets, 12 targets, 14 targets, 9 targets the week before. So he is being peppered with targets from... Um, Zach Wilson, it, the Giants defense is just not that good at getting to the quarterback. So if Zach Wilson can play another competent game, it's going to benefit Garrett Wilson. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to stick with this, but he's definitely somebody that I'm interested in. I'll pop him out of there for now. Cooper, no. Lockett, no. Christian Kirk, yes. So this place, this is a fine price point. Christian Kirk, another guy getting 16, 15.3 uh, fantasy points per game. Another you know, he's, he's six, seven targets each week, but he's been putting up decent double digit numbers. I don't have any problem with him here. Look oh, how the mighty have fallen. Calvin Ridley now down to 5,800. At some point, that's going to work out. I like the zone here at wide receiver. There's a lot of good plays. Um, I think Ridley's playable. He'd go right back to it, even though he's been crap. Um, Addison. Coming off of a big game last week, I, I, I very much like Addison here. He will see quality coverage once again. He will see um, Yair Alexander coverage probably, but he just destroyed elite coverage last week. So you can go right back to Jordan Addison. I think it feels a little chasey, but had this game happened, had this 34-pointer happened like not on Monday night, I think the salary would have went up. So I think you're getting a bit of a didn't change the price where they maybe should have kind of situation. One of my favorites down here is George Pickens. George Pickens just getting deep bombs every single week. And um, he's putting up big numbers. He's such a talented guy. I love that the volume is starting to flow his way. So I'm going to plug in George Pickens here. Um, I'm going to just go through some other ones that I really like, including some pay down options. And we'll show how we can make some adjustments to this lineup as well. But say Flowers, I like it for the Lamar Jackson lineup probably, but I think he's playable standalone. Nico Collins, love that spot. Uh, everybody forgot about Nico uh, because he hadn't played last week, so everybody forgot about him. I didn't forget. Let's go right back to Nico Collins. I love that play this week. I will be on it. I like this zone for wide receiver. There's a lot of good talent here. Um, I you know I think McLaurin is not a bad spot either. 15 points last week, just kind of made it up. I, I thought McLaurin was going to be a dud, but he had a good second half. Um, I go right back to McLaurin as well. Uh, you know, Philly has not been that great against the past this year, so why not? Um, Marquise Brown, not the best, but very acceptable. Watson, uh, Drake London at 5,100. This is a good spot. Tennessee is a pass funnel offense. So, you know, we could plug in Drake London as well right there. Watch how we get up to... Uh, Travis Kelsey in this lineup. I'm going to show you. We're going to I'm going to show you how you you change it around, and then we could change it back. So you could change all of these different things. If I had Lamar in here, I'm just going to go Lamar Andrews, um, Zay Zay Flowers, and then figure out the rest of it. If I had you know Hertz in here, I might go Hertz and AJ Brown, and then and then work the rest of it. So watch how we do this. Um, yeah, Christian Watson, okay, Rishi Rice. But in order to make a lineup work, I'm going to have to save quite a bit of salary to get up to 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off. We'd have to go really low. But if I want to get up to Kelsey, take a look for this version. So I put Kelsey in here. Now we've got a real stack. Well, I got to shave 4,100, which is a lot. So we're going to have to get rid of all of these expensive wide receivers and go all the way down to the punt zone. And here's one, like Powell. That's fine. Um, he's the WR3 for the Vikings. Okay, we plug him in. Need to save another 1600 That gets us up to 4K. At 4K, I believe there is a Curtis Samuel somewhere. Oh, 4200 He's a little too much there. But um, there you go. Rashid Shahid at 3900 Perfectly acceptable um, guy for this spot. Or Woods is okay um, there. Jackson Smith and Jigba should be hanging out somewhere around here as well. There you go for 4,300. So it doesn't quite work like this, but in order to make it work, we're probably going to have to drop off of a second stud here. So what I would do is take Kamara out, move Hunt into the RB2 spot, right? And then now we have Kelsey in there, and now I can afford two more 5K players. So I can go, I can go. Nico Collins and, you know, Addison or, or Pickens or Flowers, right? That's how you make it work with Kelsey. Mahomes to Kelsey. Now, as a bonus for this video, because I normally don't do this, this is normally something I reserve for later in the week, but just to show how, how this baseline works for a lot of different things, right? So in this case now, I just, I just flipped in Lamar Jackson, Andrews, and I'm going to take out, let's say, um, Powell. And I'll go with Zay Flowers and take a look at that. I'm going to leave this one. This is my favorite so far. So right there, a couple of clicks of a button. Now we have a Jackson um, Flowers Andrews lineup. I could do it again. You know, you want to make a version of this with Hertz? Fine. In this case, take out Andrews, switch Flowers up for... AJ Brown, tight end, plug in either, you know, plug in whoever you want. This baseline can get you to a ton of different approaches. I go all the way down here back to Nico Collins. I'm trying to get all the way back up to uh, Kamara here. In, in order to make that work, I will have to punt one more spot. So here we go. We get rid of Drake London. We go with Curtis Samuel. One video, one core. We just did three different three different uh, <clears throat> quarterbacks that we built around. This is a lot of what I do on the Players Club on Saturday. So if you guys are signed up for DFS Army as VIPs um, and you're not watching the Players Club, I see we get about 1,200 views on that. And we have, you know, close to 3,000 subscribers. So if you're not watching that, you're really missing out on one of the most important things that we do at DFS Army which is end of the week when we bring it all together and show different ways to construct handcrafted lineups that can really take down tournaments. And those lineups have taken down tournaments, but more importantly, it's the sort of approach to it that I think is really important. And, and later in the week, of course, we're, we're focused on double-sided, you know, correlations, building around games and teams and all of that. So if you're signed up as a VIP already, make sure that you are checking that out and taking advantage of really one of the most important um, things that we do with the Players Club for VIPs 
only on Saturday or any any subscribers, let's say paid subscribers for DFS Army on Saturday. Now, if you haven't checked out DFS Army and you're still sort of on the fence, should we have it? I mean, NBA is starting. One of the best parts about NBA is our Discord where we are posting late-breaking news to the second. But not just that. We're posting what the pivots are. So our po the, the way our NBA coverage works, it's not just going to say LeBron is out this week. It's going to say LeBron is out this week. And when LeBron is out, you know, these three players get a boost of minutes. This guy who's at 3K sub minimum is probably going to play 30 minutes at this points per minute. So this is your pivot. So in other words, we take a lot of the, the hard work out of it for you. We're posting the updates in real time and we're getting you on the right pivots in real time. Of course, we have the optimized with late swaps and everything else that allows you to really compete on a level playing field with the pros. You want to check that out, of course, promo code NBA23 gets you 23% off any of the subscriptions or try the free month. And I'm going to show you how to do it right here on screen. Keep an eye right there is the dfsarmy.com website up top. There is a tab that says free month. You click on that and you sign up for any one of these sites, sleeper, prize picks, jock market, owner's box, underdog, whatever it is. Get signed up. Make your deposit there. Let us know. We give you a free month or two free months of VIP or the props only subscription, whatever it is, you let us know. So follow the instructions on this page. Again, it's really easy to find it. You just go to the dfsarmy.com website and click on free month offer. So that's going to do it for NFL week eight, your first look lineup. We went with four different lineups or three or four different versions of it here to give you an idea of some of the ways that I'm going to be looking to build and some of the core plays that I'm going to pretty much have in most of my lineups to build around as of now. So um, hopefully this helps. We'll be back um, throughout the week, FanDuel videos, showdown breakdowns, and of course, tournament tactics and all the shows you guys seem to like. So hit that like button, subscribe, and I'll see you later in the week.